Hey everyone. So yesterday there was a coordinated day of action that took place across so-called Canada. People organized car caravans to prisons and migrant detention centers from coast to coast, you know, making noise, showing solidarity with folks inside, and demanding their immediate release in the context of this pandemic. And where we live in Montreal, there was a caravan of about 30 cars who stopped at four different prisons at a complex of prisons just outside of the city in a suburb called Laval. Yeah, I mean, you can you can check out footage and, and report backs from all the different actions that happened yesterday. Just search the hashtag #FreeThemAllCaravan on Twitter. And when you're done searching on the World Wide Web, our friends and comrades over at Prison Radio did a special live broadcast for the occasion, and we wanted to share it with you. Yeah, and we edited the show down from its original length of about an hour or two. Uh, but if you like what you hear, we highly recommend checking out the regular Prison Radio Show broadcasts. And you can check that out at prisonradioshow.wordpress.com. And don't forget, the hashtag is FreeThemAllCaravan. There's also FreeThemAll and Status for All. But the principal one is FreeThemAllCaravan. And uh, without further ado, here's the show. Prison Radio on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal and on www.ckut.ca on the World Wide Web. News, interviews, and music featuring the voices of prisoners, their allies, and supporters. Tune in to the Prison Radio Show on the fourth Friday of every month between 11 a.m. and noon, and every second Thursday of the month between 5 and 6 p.m. To get involved in Prison Radio, or if you need to access past programs, email prison at ckut.ca. Yes, rehabilitation. I wonder if you know what the word means. Do you? It comes from the Latin root habilis. The definition is to invest again. Good afternoon and welcome to a special live broadcast of the Prison Radio Show on CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm Virginia and I'll be your host for today. Thank you so much to the hosts of The Goods for letting us take an hour of their time slot in order to do a special live broadcast about the Free Them All caravans, which are happening today in a few different places in Canada to highlight the necessity of releasing everyone from jails, prisons and migrant detention centers in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. We first wanted to share an excerpt from the press release put out by Solidarity Across Borders, which is the group that's calling for the caravans. Their press release said, quote, social distancing is impossible in prisons and detention centers, and those inside remain at high risk of contracting COVID-19. There are now over 260 confirmed cases of COVID-19 linked to Canadian carceral institutions around the country, where people are held on both criminal and migrant holds. There have also been confirmed cases in both Laval and Toronto's migrant detention centers. On April 16th, the Correctional Services of Canada confirmed that that a prisoner at BC's Mission Institution Prison had died due to COVID-19, with over 50 other prisoners testing positive for the virus. From March 24th to April 1st, detainees at the Laval Migrant Prison 
held an eight-day hunger strike to demand their immediate liberation and decent, safe housing upon release. While many hunger strikers have since been released, 11 people remain in detention. So that's a quote from the press release from Solidarity Across Borders, who have called for the Free Them All caravans. If you're just tuning in, you can check out Twitter, and there's lots of people tweeting about the caravans. It's hashtag Free Them All caravans. Just to give you some more updates about what's been happening in Canada around prison and COVID-19, there are some really sobering numbers that have driven people to participate and organize the caravans across the country today. There are currently 286 cases of COVID-19 linked to Canadian carceral sites. This data is according to Justin Pichet's blog. He's a prison abolitionist and academic who's based in Ottawa. The rates of infection inside prisons in Canada are 13 times higher than they are on the outside. So it's very dangerous to be inside during this pandemic. You can check out tpcp-canada.blogspot.com to keep up with Justin's numbers. Or you can follow him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is J-U-S-T-I-N-P-I-C-H-E-H. On April 16th, the first person incarcerated in a federal prison died from complications related to COVID-19. The person had been incarcerated in Mission Institution in so-called British Columbia. He died in the hospital. Mission Institution is the site of one of the biggest COVID-19 outbreaks in the federal prison system, with the Federal Training Center's multi-level institution in Laval, Quebec, and Joliet Institution, the federal prison for women in Joliet, Quebec, as also major hotspots for the outbreak of COVID inside. There are also outbreaks at the Grand Valley Institute for Women in Ontario and at Port Cartier Institution in Northern Quebec. The situation facing prisoners in provincial prisons is also dire. Provincial prisons tend to be crowded and there are way more people coming and going due to the cops' insistence to continue arresting people in the midst of a pandemic. The media has been reporting that any prisoner entering a provincial prison is forced into 24-hour lockdown for two weeks before entering the general population. For those who don't know, lockdown means spending 23 to 24 hours a day in your cell and it seems to be one of the main ways that prison administrators are quote-unquote dealing with the pandemic. Up first, we wanted to share some audio from an event that happened on Wednesday this week, and then we're going to set up some live interviews for you all. So this talk is from an event that happened on Facebook Live on Wednesday, April 15th. It was organized by the Anti-Carceral Group, which is based in Montreal. And the person speaking is Donnie. He's going to introduce himself, and he's going to talk about the situation in federal prisons and halfway houses. My name's Donald, and uh, I was an inmate in federal prison for almost 40 years in my mid-60s. Uh, I just got out of prison on the 25th of March, and um, I'm at a residential uh, CRC in, in Montreal. And uh, I got lots of experience with prison, obviously. I don't have a lot of experience with the community, but I'm trying to gain that now. At the halfway house... They today CSC and they're mandated mandated that we wear masks in a common area. There's been twenty some guys living in this house for the last three weeks without these masks. And then they gave everybody a mask today, a washable one that doesn't fit most of the guys. That's typical CSC management of of any crisis. They'll mismanage it. I can't speak of what's happening right now in the institution because communication is, is pretty sparse. But when I left, guys were stressed out about this virus. There's a reason why they're stressed out. It's not the worry about the virus itself. It's the medical care inside of prison. 
if you get the virus out out here, you're going to get treatment. You're going to have, you know, if you have a fever, you're going to be able to take something for the fever. You know, if you got a cough, you can get cough medicine. If you're sore throat, you can't swallow, you can get lozenges for your throat. In prison, those those guys don't get that. They will not get that. They'll get what the United Nations is telling people not to get, Tylenol. That's about the extent they'll work. If a guy gets in prison, he's going to be isolated. He's going to be locked in a cell. So that's some treatment program. And that's why in prison, it's a bad, bad place to get it because guys aren't going to want to go to healthcare and say they have it or get tested. When I left the institution, there was no cases of the virus in the institution. And the CSC was slowly trying to react to the reality, but they didn't get it. You know, the guards that were coming in were not wearing masks. They weren't protecting the inmates. They, a matter of fact, they were going around without even gloves on. You know, they were still doing the, the ordinary things, searching their cells and all that kind of stuff, not reacting to the virus. So they started to react by limiting the amount of people going to meals. So they had spacing. So just after they started that, the following Monday morning, so the assistant warden and the correctional manager get on the the PA system in the institution and say for two rangers to come to a meeting room. And it's the same meeting room that all the groups recon use, AA, and it's 20 by 20 at best. So they put 50 to 60 guys in that room to have a meeting with them about the virus. And the first ones they called were the ones most in danger, older men with the oxygen tanks and wheelchairs. And they put them in a room to talk to them where they're touching each other, elbow to elbow. That's how CSC manages the crisis. As for guys getting out, Corrections Canada has made no move on that, or very little. At the residential center I'm at right now, now they're, everybody's here all day, so it's crowded. And today was the first day they, they offered masks. They keep saying, you know, you can uh, social isolate yourself, but you can't when you're in a room with three beds, like this room right here. Two of them are occupied right now. Until yesterday, all three were. So it's, it's kind of close. You can't, you can't social isolate. So that was Donnie speaking at the Anti-Carceral Group's Facebook Live event on Wednesday, April 15th. Uh, You might be able to hear in the background, we have people live on the phone. Uh, They're in Kingston, Ontario, and we're going to try and do an interview and let's see how this works. Welcome, caller. You're on the Prison Radio Show. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm a participant from Kingston, participating in today's caravan action uh, in solidarity with prisoners and everyone in migrant detention uh, throughout Canada today. Um, yeah, we're here making a bunch of noise to let prisoners know that they're not alone and forgotten and that people outside want them to be released immediately. Can you tell us a bit more about why people called for a caravan today? Yeah, so the situation with the COVID-19 pandemic uh, is pretty dire in institutions of all kinds, as we've been seeing and hearing a lot about, but in prisons and migrant detention centers, people don't have the means to keep themselves safe um, or keep distance between each other. There's a lot of overcrowding and guards are transmitting or you know, are likely transmitting COVID-19 to prisoners. Um, and it's a pretty urgent situation and people are calling for the immediate release of prisoners so that they can avoid what might end up being a death sentence. 
Can you explain where you're calling from? Like, what prison are you guys out front of right now? Yeah, so we're currently in the driveway of Collins Bay Institution in Kingston, in front of Collins Bay Minimum, where one prisoner had actually been interviewed about a bunch of people got a petition together to demand immediate release. So we're we're in the driveway. Uh, we went around. You can hear some honking in the background, I'm sure. Uh, we went honked and waved signs at around the minimum security institution where people might have been able to see and hear us and made a bunch of noise. Now we're trying to leave and our lineup of cars, we have quite a few cars uh, between 10 and 15. I'm not sure of an exact number, but uh, are being stopped and spoken with by the police. Here we go. Is there a spokesperson for this group? No. Nobody? No. No. We're just here for, we've been here a short time. We have received no warning of trespassing. We're on our way out. Okay, I'm officially telling you, you're not trespassing. Well, we're trying to leave, actually. You're not actually going to leave. So right now the police are um, not letting us leave. They have blocked the driveway. Uh, So everyone is sitting tight for now. Okay. Would you like to go and tend to (laughs) the situation that you're in? Do you want to keep talking? (laughs) Um, I am, you know. I'm not doing much else right now while right. the cops are <laughs> figuring out how to deal with people came and made a bunch of noise. Do you want to explain what a caravan is to people who haven't heard about it before? What What is a car caravan? Yeah, so we thought it would be really important to respect physical distancing practices and to take measures to not participate in spreading the COVID-19 virus. So people have arrived in cars so that they wouldn't would be able to keep distance between each other and people made signs and brought noisemakers and kind of made a slow procession while making like a lot of noise and waving signs at, at people as we were driving and drove to and around the prison together all in a convoy. Cool. Uh, my last question is, do you have any messages for people inside who might be listening? I know folks in Ontario on the inside won't be able to hear us. Our signal doesn't go that far, but we have some people who might be able to hear us uh, in Montreal who are incarcerated, and I'm wondering if you had any messages you would want to pass straight to those people who might be listening. For sure. I guess just know that you're not alone and you're not forgotten, and there's many of us who are in situations where it's become clear that, you know, the state or the world or the system doesn't really care about our lives. Um, and I think that's wrong. And I think you should be released immediately. And I hope that you can find a way out and just know that people on the outside are trying to make that happen for you as well. Thank you so much for these updates from Kingston's. Keep us posted on how things are going and we'll check in with you guys later on. Great. Bye. Thanks so much for talking to me. CKUT, Henry Grimes. And uh, stay tuned for more of the most aesthetic things, uh, feelings in the world. Welcome back to the Prison Radio Show. We're doing a special live broadcast to coincide with the Free Them All Caravans, which are happening in Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, and Kingston, Ontario. Uh, We had a little bit more news that we wanted to share with you guys before we get another live phone call. Not surprisingly, resistance inside has been mounting in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Perilous Chronicle is a project that has been documenting acts of resistance in prisons, and they've noted a serious uptick since the COVID-19 pandemic. There have been hunger strikes, riots, escape attempts, and acts of individual resistance mounting in the last few weeks. 
North of the colonial border, we've also seen an increase in prisoner resistance, all demanding release from prison in the face of the pandemic. Today's caravan are inspired by the hunger strikes that were started by detainees in the migrant prison in Laval, Quebec, which lasted eight days in late March. Last week, prisoners at Bordeaux Prison, a provincial prison on the island of Montreal, fought back against guards who were trying to force them back into their cells after being let into common space apparently by mistake. The prisoners were then thrown into solitary confinement. According to the Perilous Chronicle, there was also a hunger strike at the Ottawa Carleton Detention Center. That happened in late March, and there was a protest at the Hamilton Wentworth Detention Center on April 10th, an escape attempt from a prison on Prince Edward Island on April 12th, and a food strike at the Ontario Correctional Institution in Brampton on April 16th. Uh, reminder, this is a special live broadcast. If you want to be following the Free Them All Caravans online, uh, you can go to hashtag Free Them All Caravan on Twitter, hashtag Free Them All, or hashtag Status for All. Uh, there should also be information on Facebook. You can check Solidarity Across Borders' Facebook. Um, the caravan in Montreal has gotten started, I believe. Uh, they're broadcasting live over Facebook. And we currently have someone on the radio live who's calling from the Laval Detention Center. Hi, welcome to the Prison Radio show i'm wondering if you could describe the situation in the laval detention center right now yes hi my name is yasser michael mizano and uh we're here right now at the level detention center the situation here is kind of they just had like the guard wearing masks today since like a couple days ago nobody was wearing masks and some guys came outside like that was supposed to support us, but the force us to come inside. We're not allowed to go outside. And uh, there was two guards that got infected, but they did not report that to no one. They didn't give us no information. And every time you act, they say you can't have any information. Like a couple of days ago, nobody was putting any masks. So right now it's just, we're kind of sitting here and just hoping for the best because the situation is not getting any better right now. Mm -hmm. um, you were part of the hunger strikes that had happened in the detention center in late March. Can you talk a bit about why the hunger strike happened? Well, the hunger strike uh, happened because some people don't know, know what to do and they don't tell you the right information. So uh, the hunger strike, they will try to let the detention here know that we cannot just sit here and not doing nothing. We need to know what's going on. We get panic, and it was so many people, and the rules was and the rules and regulation was not there. Like you have to stay like uh, two arm away from uh, someone, and then the meal you have to stay not too close. Some some inmates got released, but not everybody, obviously. No, not everybody. It's about like uh, nine of us right now here. Okay. Have you been able to hear or see people outside of the migrant prison today? Yeah, we, today we kind of like we heard some noise and uh, when the hunger strike started we heard some noise too but we couldn't go outside, they couldn't allow us to go outside. Right, so you're just listening from inside and you can hear the yeah. horns but you can't see anything. Yeah, and we was outside uh, today but they forced us to come back in here. Um, do you have any messages for people who might be listening in their cars? I know that some of the people at the caravan were hoping to tune in to this radio station and hear messages from people. So if you wanted to pass on a message to them, you could do that. Well, my, uh, my message will be just everyone is panicking. No one knows what to do right now. And the only message I can say is wash your hand and stay two arms away and get support from others. And we all just stick together in this 
incredible moment, you know. We'll pass on, pass on our solidarity to them, and we'll be thinking about you all today. It's been very good to hear your voice. Hopefully you guys get out. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was someone from the Laval Migrant Prison calling to let us know what's happening in there. There's caravans currently happening in Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, and Kingston, Ontario. And they are happening simultaneously right now in Montreal and in Kingston, Ontario. You might be able to hear some honking in the background. I have someone who is at the Montreal caravan on the phone with me. Caller, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm from the Termite Collective. I'm, I live in Montreal, and um, I am currently on the caravan. I'm driving around the series of prisons in Laval. And on the positive note, we just drove by B-16, which is a federal minimum institution. And uh, you can see the windows of some of the guys inside, and a bunch of people were waving and smiling, saying hello. So that oh, amazing. That's amazing. Um, Sam, I'm actually getting another call from inside, so I'm going to put that person on air, but I'm going to give you a call back in a few minutes, and we'll get a bigger update on how the Montreal Caravan is going, okay? Sounds good. Okay. Listeners, that was Sam. He is currently at the special demo that is happening out in Laval. People are in their cars, and they are driving around, and we're going to take another call from people in the Margaret Prison in Laval, I believe. Hello, caller, you're on the radio. Hi. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, My name is Younes. I'm in Laval, detention center in Laval for uh, problems with immigration. Okay. Um, Can you talk about the caravan? Have you been able to hear people? Uh, No, they didn't let us out. The guards, they just took us inside when they heard the caravan. Uh, Do you want to talk a bit about how the situation is for you in Laval? We got some updates from someone on the phone earlier that the guards only started wearing masks in the last day or two. Yeah, and and yesterday they started wearing masks. If you have any problem, there is one The doctor is actually very good, but there is one nurse who just put you in in isolation for two days. They They don't respect, like, the 15 days. She's not doing her job properly at all. Okay, good to know. Um, are there any other things that have changed about the situation in there since the hunger strikes ended? Uh, well, there is people. There is a lot of people gone, and what they say, uh, some guards they say you you here because you guys are criminal. They let not the criminal go, and you guys are criminal. That's why you stay in here, and not, that's not true. Okay. Do you do you know that the caravans happening outside today are calling for the release of everyone in the migrant prisons and everyone in the federal prisons and provincial prisons on that same block? Yeah, I heard about that. Okay, cool. What do you guys have any thoughts about that? Yeah, it's a very good idea actually. It's a very yeah. good idea. How has it been feeling being in the prison during the COVID pandemic? Are people stressed out? How are people doing? Yeah, people are very stressed out, especially with the guards coming and uh, and uh, going outside and uh, they don't treat us good. Like the guards, we always have to bring immigration to solve problems with them. Like okay. immigration agents, they solve your, your problem, but the guards, they, they treat you like shit, like we're animals or something. And the guards in that prison are private security, right? They're employed yeah. by Garda? It's Garda. Yeah. Um, my last question is, if you had a message for the people who are out in their cars, there's the people out in their cars, they're tuning into the radio, they can hear you right now. Do you have anything that you want to say to them? Well, I want to thank them for whatever they're doing. And uh, that's it. Thank you very much for everything. I want to thank uh, Mary Foster for uh, for her support. She's been supporting us, like with uh, a lot of requests over here. She, she's doing a great job. Okay, amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, it's been great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. 
Hey, greetings from Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, I'm part of a group called the Barton Prisoner Solidarity Project. Um, right at the start of the coronavirus crisis, we established a phone line where for prisoners inside Barton, our local prison, to call to give us kind of updates about the measures that were being taken or not taken inside the jail. To get the number inside, we wrote it on a very large banner and just went and hung around outside the jail with it and started getting phone calls like almost immediately. Um, and with the information that we were given, we'd use it to write up reports to kind of like publish sort of what prisoners were saying with their own priorities and their own criticisms and their own fears. Uh, and then also putting different ranges within the prison in contact with each other so that they could talk about the different conditions that were happening, uh, counter misinformation from the guards and begin kind of developing demands and strategies for action if they wanted that. Uh, so last week on Tuesday, we had uh, a car demonstration outside of the jail in response to some repression that had occurred there on the Friday before. We received a report that a group of prisoners had refused to lock down, and then the guards had tried to come onto the range to try to force them to lock up, and they'd refused to do so, and it kind of escalated into a fight with them and the guards that resulted in some prisoners being beaten and pepper sprayed and uh, put in segregation. Uh, we later got some details of some of these injuries from the guards were like quite serious, and that there's up to seven people facing disciplinary charges over it. Uh, so it felt important to respond to this in some way because the threat of like an indefinite lockdown has been looming over a lot of these facilities, and and there have been a lot of lockdowns just in general, and, and Barton especially due to kind of uh, guard job actions around their own shitty conditions. Um, so yeah, the car demo was a pretty big success. We got like maybe two or three dozen vehicles out, making tons of noise and taking up space around the jail. And then later that night, another crew of people, um, I guess, gathered and kind of set off fireworks at different points around the jail as well. So the weeks between these different actions, there was sort of a presence maintained at the jail like over the course of the day. And we were able to hear from folks on the inside some really inspiring things like that if people on the outside are going to fight for us, then we need to also fight for ourselves. And um, and yeah, and just hearing this sort of like determination that as like conditions continue to get worse, that they are more likely to stand up for themselves and continue pushing for everyone to be released and to be in solidarity with each other uh, if they know people on the outside are going to be there for them as well. So yeah, it's felt like pretty inspiring work so far. It's felt really good to build those relationships with people who are kind of like the jail is like right in the middle of our neighborhood, but is like cut off from us by just like walls and heavy windows and stuff like that and just produces this intense silence. So overcoming that silence, beginning to make those voices heard throughout the community and finding opportunities for supporting uh, their action and their needs and amplifying their demands uh, just feels like a really useful thing to be doing during this time. That was someone from the Barton Prisoner Solidarity Project based in Hamilton, Ontario. They had a caravan outside of Barton, as the person was saying, last week. Um, we are back on the phone with Sam from the Termite Collective, who is at the Laval Migrant Car or the Laval Caravan, the Freedom All Caravan. Uh, Sam, can you fill us in on where you are now? Yeah, we're actually still at D16, uh, which is a minimum security institution. That's part of the Federal Training Center in Laval. There's two institutions, a medium and a minimum. Anyway, so we're driving on this road, or not driving, we're uh, inching forward on a road, and uh, we're driving probably like 15 or 20 feet away from where folks are locked up, and uh, there's people in almost every window waving. And uh, yeah, this is the last stop on the caravan. There's a bunch of different institutions in Laval, and so we stopped at the Migrant Detention Center and also Leclerc, trying to show folks that we're here and we're trying to mobilize to get everyone out. Cool. Uh, can you talk a bit about how many cars are there? What, what's the atmosphere been like? Oh, it's, it's really nice, really festive. I mean, uh, probably about 20 to 30 cars. 
um, and folks have signs, and there's been a lot of honking. And uh, yeah, generally positive. I mean, the only real setback was we couldn't get to Leclerc because there are a bunch of police cars blocking the way. But I think otherwise, it's been pretty positive. I haven't really been able to see the social media, but I think a lot of people have been taking videos and uh, pictures. So you can check it out for yourself. I think it's free the caravan. No. Free them uh, all caravan. <laughs> yep. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you hope the impact of this caravan will be? Yeah, I mean... I think there, there's multi, there's different levels to this. Um, on the one hand, I hope folks inside can hear uh, the mobilization outside and hear hear the sounds and know that there are some folks outside trying to mobilize to get them out. Um, on a structural level, uh, hoping that this happening across so-called Canada is something that pushes folks who have power to start letting people out. Um, I'm sure different people who came to this have different uh, objectives, but I think those kind of captured two of the poles, for me at least. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. you, if you had a message that you wanted to pass to people inside, there might be some people listening to the radio right now. What would you want to say to them? That's a really good question. Uh, I just want to say, to whatever extent I can, I understand that it's a fucked up situation, and I really hope that we can mobilize folks outside to get them out. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck for the rest of your caravan. Yeah, take care. You too. You're listening to the Prison Radio Show on CKUT 90.3 FM. Uh, this is the Free Them All Caravan Special. The Goods was nice enough to give us an hour of their time slot so that we could talk about the caravans that are happening in Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, and Kingston, Ontario. And we are joined on the phone by a new person. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. So my name is Geneviève. I work for the Laval Women's Center in Laval, and we've been uh, mobilizing uh, women for now four years regarding incarceration of women in the uh, Leclerc Center, and also for the last two years, uh, we joined the mobilization of migrants in uh, the detention center. So, yeah, today I just wanted to give you, like, some updates about what's happening in Leclerc and maybe also in Joliette, uh, which is a federal prison here in Quebec. Mm -hmm. So we know that all programming, educational, therapeutic work has been cancelled in Leclerc. This means that all women spend 24 hours, 7 days a week together. Sales are pretty small and there is only one common area in the kitchen and open space for more than 20 women. As we said before, it's impossible to practice proper social distancing within this setting. So I heard many participants in your show saying that. Mm -hmm. We also know that uh, women with intermittent sentences, meaning women who are incarcerated over the weekend, do not have to go to prison like live on the weekend anymore, So, which is good. Also, because criminal courts have been slowing down, there's less people coming in, which is also good. But we have to balance this information with some other facts that we know. We know that there's a high turnover of provincial prisons of incarcerated women like women that have short sentences, women waiting for their trials. And there's a regular problem of staff shortage too, meaning there's a high turnover of staff at the Leclerc, which can bring more risk of contamination. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we know that there's many issues with the Leclerc itself that we've been denouncing for years now. So there's a lack of drinkable water, poor ventilation, major issues with plumbing, unsanitary bathroom cells, difficult access to proper health before the COVID problem, and we can imagine that it's been worsened now with the COVID situation. 
So I think this in mind, many groups and prisoners have been making pressure. And so what are uh, the reactions of Quebec government regarding the Quebec prison so far? The question has been asked at the Prime Minister logo in a recent press conference, and neither him or Aruda or McCann were able to uh, give us information of what about what was going on in prison in Quebec. So that was very terrible. Mm. The federal government has made public the number of cases in federal prison. For example, in Joliette prison, there is 50 cases, which means that 60% of prisoners have contacted the COVID-19, which is pretty alarming. Mm -hmm. We've been talking with some really preoccupied women in Joliette, and there should be immediate action taken on this. Uh, we need to have access to the number of provincial women that, are, uh, that have COVID-19. Uh, we need to decarcerate, and we need information about testing. So, yeah, that was uh, our, the main thing I wanted to share with you today. Okay. Do you have any questions? <laughs> I, I don't. The main question I've been asking people on the outside is that there's people on the inside potentially listening to this show. If you had any messages that you wanted to pass on, you're welcome to say them. We're pretty short on time, but if you wanted to pass a message on, go for it. Yeah, so, I'm, uh, so in the Level Women Center, we have a phone line, like an urgent phone, a phone line that we organize for the COVID-19. And since we're mobilizing uh, regarding prison issues, we'll be so happy to have news from you inside prison. So I can give you the phone number. Yeah, go for it. 514-808-2909. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, I wanted to um, also say that uh, a lot of women out of prison think about them. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, have a good day. Bye. For those of you just tuning in, this is a special live broadcast of the Prison Radio Show. We've taken over the goods as time slot today in order to highlight the Free Them All caravans, which are happening across the country today, in order to call for the release of everyone who's currently incarcerated in prisons in Canada, including people in migrant detention centers. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic is especially terrifying if you're in prison. Everyone who we've talked to has talked about how impossible it is to follow the recommended sanitary guidelines when you're inside, and people inside are stressed out and starting to get really sick. Uh, that last caller was someone from the Laval Women's Center who uh, focuses on women in the Leclerc prison, which is a provincial prison that the caravan in Montreal went by on their on their trip today, although as Sam was telling us, they couldn't get very close. And she wanted to let us know about the situation there, which sounds pretty bad, and the situation in Joliet, which is a federal prison for women that is experiencing the highest number of people having COVID-19 in a federal prison in Canada. They're in Joliet, Quebec. The Prison Radio Show normally airs twice a month on CKUT. We're on the air on the second Thursday of the month at 5 p.m. and the fourth Friday at 11 a.m. Our next regularly scheduled broadcast is on Friday, April 24th at 11 a.m. If you have any questions about anything that you heard on today's show, or if you want to be involved, you can contact us at prison at ckut.ca. We also have a Twitter account that you can check out. It's at Prison Radio Show. If you're in prison and you want to try and contact us, our listener comment line is currently inaccessible, and our mailing box is not super accessible, but you could try it. Our mailing address is Prison Radio Show, care of CKUT, 3647 University Street, Montreal, Quebec, and the postal code is H3A. 2B3. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special broadcast of the Prison Radio Show on CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm Virginia, and I've been your host for today. Stay tuned. You're going to get a full hour of music next. Music.